Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Kylie Camps, and welcome to the podcast. This space is dedicated entirely to making a difference in the lives of women. I believe we all have a right and a responsibility to truly live our best lives. It all begins with curiosity, changing our thinking and cultivating more self-love. Through thoughtful conversations and shared experiences, I really hope that you can take something away from this podcast. I'm a business owner, a speaker, a sleep consultant and mum of twin boys. I've also recently completed some training in the cognitive behavioral therapy space, and I'm super, super passionate about the ability that we all have to really improve our days. And ultimately, when we take ownership of improving our days, we're really improving our whole life. So let's get stuck into today's episode. Welcome to episode 65. Today's podcast is a chat with a woman that I think you're going to really, really, really enjoy. Her name is Nicola Lay. Now, if you follow me along on Instagram, you likely will have heard me mention Nicola. Nicola is a breathworks facilitator amongst a million other things, and she's so, so wonderful at what she does, and she's really, really helped me move through a lot of pain in my life. And I just am so fascinated by this whole world that she works in. And it's definitely gaining momentum and becoming more and more popular. I know that recently the Goop Lab series on Netflix explored the power of breath as well. It's one of those things that can seem a little bit ambiguous and unclear on what exactly it means and how it can add value to your life. So my conversation with Nicola really, really unpacks all of that for you. Before we get stuck into that chat, I wanted to let you know, today's episode is brought to you by Nutra Organics. Nutra Organics are a firm favorite in this household and recently they launched a new product which I have gone through three packets of already in a really short amount of time because I'm obsessed and that product is their Lover's Latte. It's basically the best hot chocolate you will ever have. I am definitely a sweet tooth but I don't like things that make me feel sick afterwards. So I would say I'm a sweet tooth, but I tend to not eat a lot of sweet junk food just because it doesn't sit well in my stomach and it doesn't make me feel amazing. Now, of course, there are times and places when you do want to have that delicious donut or a block of chocolate or whatever it is. But if you have some major health goals and you don't want to feel sick, but you still want to enjoy something that is decadent and sweet, then you need a packet of this Lover's Latte in your pantry. Not only is it a luxe hot chocolate with rich cacao, it also includes love herbs and organic ingredients. It includes things like organic Peruvian cacao, roasted carob, maca, horny goat weed, tribulus and MCT oil amongst other things. It comes in two different sizes. 
I would recommend getting the 500 gram because you're going to like it if you have a sweet tooth. The boys and I really, really enjoy them. And I've also been adding a little bit of the powder just to my smoothies or also on top of frozen blueberries is really nice as well if you like chocolate. Now on the back of the pack, it says, awaken your desire with this indulgent fusion of rich cacao, sweet carob and arousing herbal blend that will make a luxurious drinking chocolate to enjoy with your lover. Or if you're me, just to enjoy by yourself. And it is safe for little ones as well. As I mentioned, the boys drink it too. It's nourishing, it's decadent and it's low in sugar. So if you would like to try the Nutra Organics Lovers Latte, jump over to their website and use the code KYLIEPODCAST, all in capitals, so that you can receive 15% off. Now that discount code, KYLIEPODCAST, all in caps, will get you 15% off their entire range. So whilst you're there, have a good little browse, have a peruse of the things that they offer As I mentioned, I've been using the Lover's Latte not only as a hot chocolate, but also as a topping on frozen blueberries because it's really nice. And I've been popping some of their chopped up medjool dates as well, and also some of their um, buckwheat and their raw cacao nibs. It just makes it a crunchy, chocolatey, delicious snack. They've got so many goodies, the thriving powder, their collagen bars, collagen beauty, body build, so much good stuff on the Nutra Organics website. So if your health and your family's health is a priority, jump over and use that code Kylie Podcast, and you can thank me later. Let me know what you think of the Lover's Latte. Now to jump into my conversation with Nicola Lay. I really hope you enjoy this chat. Nicola, thank you so much for making time in your day to sit down and have this chat with us. It is one that I've been wanting to have for a long time now, and I know I've had to reschedule on you, but I'm glad that it's finally happening. I have sung your praises online because I'm such a fan of what you do and who you are. And Mm. I know that you wear many, many different hats in your work, but they all do have that one common thread of connection Mm and empowerment for women, which whenever I have had the fortune of interacting with you, I can feel that from you. Like you're so (laughs) in tune with what women need. So can you talk me through the different ways and I guess the different components and elements of your business in how you do support women? Oh, thank you. It's so beautiful to be on here. Thank you for having me. Um, So yes, I do wear many hats and I think it kind of um, is like I see it, I support women in a full life loop, really. You know, from we're all in this kind of phase of anxiety, overwhelm and disconnect. And I think every woman has those moments. And I guess in a, in a round loop, I help women to navigate those times of change in life so they can feel different. Um, they can change all those things. And I do that in a process of doing breath work with the women's circles Um, And often when I do that, then I'll hear lots of threads of I've got issues in my relationship. So then I also work with couples and help them to reconnect. And I also offer that one to one. So really getting down to the niche of issues for someone personally working with me. 
Um, but the other spectrum of what I do and I love doing as well is a pregnancy practitioner. So I'm a wellness pre- practitioner and I teach antenatal and postnatal education. I've been doing that for a really long time. I absolutely love that side of, of work. I've been doing that for a while, working with women who are pregnant, not understanding where they're going and helping them to get ready to, to birth through pregnancy, Pilates, birth preparation, and then holding support groups for pregnancy circles. Um, yeah, anything that's to do with breathing, it kind of always comes back to the breath every time. But ultimately, just building community for women so that they can show up in whatever area they are in their in their life loop and um, really supporting them on their journeys. So, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I've not really heard the phraseology life loop before, and I think that's cool because often I speak about seasons of our life and mm. I don't know, I just I think it's so important that we do understand we're always moving through mm. different things and yeah. not, I guess, being in a rush to get get through them sometimes is important. Yeah. So that's the space that you work in now. Yes. But I would love to know a little bit more about you and how you arrived at this space. Like what led you to Breathworks and what did you do before you found this work? Oh, yes. So I guess for me, um, I've been a therapist for over 20 years now and kind of devoted a lot of time to working with couples women particularly um but before then I was cabin crew um as well so cabin crew for a a long time before that so it shows my age a little bit (laughs) but I really um have always loved working with the serving people in a in, in a space of just trying to help people through different things but the other idea of it is that I um worked in palliative care as a therapist for quite some years and really really enjoyed that. It was a very humbling space to be in. And that's where my fascination for breathwork really started, was supporting end stage life, um, listening to these beautiful people, wanting to share their last stories, their regrets, their last wishes. And because I wasn't medical staff, they would just tell me everything because I was there massaging them, helping them with their breathing issues, um, you know, rubbing their feet, just holding their hands as they went to their last stages. And a lot of people find that quite, you know, sad to hear, but it's actually a very beautiful, humbling experience because they just want to just give and talk and, and be there with people that want to hold space for them. But what I noticed was the breathing, the end stage of breathing can be quite, um, quite scary to listen to. And it really got me fascinated with listening to how people end their lives and what happens to their breath and watching them. And then... That then led me into going into learning to become Pilates practitioner. I wanted to understand how I could move people out of pain and tension through their bodies with doing massage to then, um, you know, releasing that with posture and movement. But also then led me straight back to the common thread of everybody's not breathing very well. I can't move their, their thoracic, their upper spines when their ribs are not moving because they're stuck because they've been in this body tension and pain for a really long time and I think over the year through all my clinical notes I just noticed this common thread of 
you know, continued fatigue, anxiety and overwhelm, overthinking. I would look at people coming into the studio and they would be frantic, late for their appointment with me, you know, saying the same things. And I'd see it continuously every day. And it just kept me realizing that, you know, people are not breathing very well. So that was the other aspect that then really led me into more fascination. And then through all of that work, I then became pregnant myself with my own journey. And I felt that when I went into pregnancy, because I've been teaching it for years, I thought I'm just going to rock this pregnancy. (laughs) And it was, it was kind of like a, you know, hitting a wall really for me. I had, you know, quite horrific sickness throughout my pregnancy, um, felt this horrible anxiety and feeling quite alone in my body. And then all these things started creeping up, you know, my past with my family, you know, my husband worked away all the time. So And I was away from, you know, the UK, from people that knew me very well from from childhood. So it was kind of a time where all my own little ghosts came out the closet. And then I was on this mission then to try and find a way to get ready for birth, you know, to find a way to calm myself with all the things that I I was pushing through myself. And um, I joined up to do hypnobirthing and I loved it, but there was no emphasis really on breathing. They talk about this breath, but then they didn't want to tell you how to do it or show you. So I was then, you know, challenged to find people to breathe with. And I did that. Um, and then my, you know, my, my birth was not as I and, and anticipated, <laughs> um, but my breathing took me through a 23-hour, three-hour journey um, without any pain relief, which was amazing. Um, but, you know, then you arrive into becoming a mum and then all the things come back, don't they? And I really felt that that was a time in my life where I was given that opportunity to learn about myself and about women that I'd been teaching and I hadn't seen what they were going through because I hadn't I'd experienced it myself. Um, and then that kind of led me into the next phase where, you know, you go for your next baby, um, which then led into a, a miscarriage. And again, that thing that came back for me was anxiety, overwhelm, not being able to breathe very well. Um, and, you know, just that the life loops again that I kept seeing mm. for myself were that I was dealing with every day and I was able to then open you know, really truthful conversations with clients about how they were feeling because I was feeling those things as well. Um, And then heading into pregnancy number three, where again, you know, just having those issues with lack of sleep, husband away, you know, no family to support me, you know, again, just trying to feel that this need to build community of women who are all in the same boat, And being able to help them with, you know, movement and breath work. And so it was kind of like this mission I was on to say there's more to this. Like I've got to be able to help myself. But in doing that, I can help other people. And also in that journey, I had my own physical issues where I was suffering with postnatal depression. I had a a horrible pelvis injury from, from pregnancy So I was having to rehab my own body um, and repair myself physically and mentally. And I started to learn breath techniques to cope with my own new self. Um, And I found this like a sanctuary really to be able to support other women um, just like me that were going through the same things. So I guess fast tracking this then moved me into a new kind of fascination of right, 
we have these pelvic floor issues, we've got these issues with pregnancy, postnatal, and then on top of that, I think all women are having these issues, but no one really talks about them, you know, things like miscarriage and postnatal depression. So I was kind of on this new hunt for opportunity to learn more um, and then fast-tracking to moving up to the Gold Coast. I was very lucky to have um, put myself on a practitioner's course for breathing where I learned to completely submerge myself for three weeks of training um, and it was the deepest healing work I've ever let myself go to. Um, and I have to say it was three weeks of pulling all those ghosts out the closet, doing those big, deep, ugly cries. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. I, that's, what I was, that's what I was going to say. It sounds as though throughout your journey over the years, which, of course, we're kind of having to speed through a lot of that, but mm. it sounds as though there is that one common theme that keeps coming up of like, okay, Nicola, you're going to be pushed to discomfort <laughs> and, and confrontation. I mean, palliative care, as you said, it can be a beautiful, a beautiful time and a real service, but it's also a confrontational oh, yes. space to be in. And then again, mm. to find yourself with injuries and to go through the loss of a miscarriage, which I'm so sorry to learn of. And there's just so, so many times you've been taken to that edge and probably pushed over the edge mm. of comfort and discomfort and I think that all of that really has allowed you to now be a person who holds that space for women because you mm. do it so well so listening to that I can it all makes sense to me I'm going yeah of course <laughs> that makes perfect sense that she's walked that path um, but look for those listening who are kind of scratching their heads and going okay what is breath work yes it's kind of an obvious and an ambiguous term in a way because yeah. it is exactly as the name suggests it's working with your breath but it's yes. also a little bit kind of I guess unclear what it is from the outside looking in so can mm. you share exactly what it is so for those who have no idea what is breathworks and what does it entail well of course we you know we all have to breathe otherwise we wouldn't be here um and I think it's a best kept secret really we don't really use our breath other than you know involuntary we just think it's just automatic we Habitual, don't think about it yeah. yes um, and we take it really for granted and our breathing mechanics control, you know, all those functions through chemical balances. We, you know, we get to a certain level of carbon dioxide in our brain and then it ultimately triggers an impulse to then let go and breathe in oxygen. So that's kind of how the, the physical part of the body happens. But then if we think, can we take the breath to fundamental part of releasing and um, well-being and, and helping um, our bodies to cope, that's where it kind of gets a bit confusing. So I think what it's interesting to think about is if you've ever noticed something's happened to you, like you trigger from a trauma or, you know, long-term stress and, you know, your breathing becomes quite shallow. And I see this in, and you know, all the years of working with people is that people are not breathing at all. So the other thing that can happen is people overbreathe. They breathe up into their shoulders, into their, their, their collarbones. And that in itself causes a stress response to the body on top of all the things that we might be going through in life, you know, this loop that we're all in. 
Um, and that's feeding adrenals and causing havoc on the nervous system. So then that then leads into these chronic fatigues, anxiety and disconnect. So my events are about getting you breathing with conscious behavior. So I'm taking you from unconscious breathing to being conscious and aware of, wow, I'm actually breathing on purpose. I'm slowing my heart rate down. I'm feeling calm and more relaxed just on one or two breaths. And I feel that that's where the missing link is, that people don't utilize this beautiful tool that we've been born with to connect our breath. So I guess for for breathing, I get you to lay down on the ground. We get nice and comfortable. You can do it seated. And I just take you through a technique where we bring that consciousness to our breath. But then the breathing that we did together, I do in these events, um, we go into a bit more of a rhythmic energy breathing that you can do to release a lot of things in your body. And that's a breathe in, breathe out through the same air passage. And we actively inhale and we passively exhale. And there's no pauses or gaps between the breath and we're continually breathing. And when we're doing that breath work, this energy change starts to happen into your body and you may experience like tingling or sensations of buzzing and vibrations coming and going. And then while you're doing that, it's a beautiful thing because your mind is focused on the breath. And I always like to think our minds like a, like a, a big puppy dog, you know, the ego wants to be, you know, loved and, and all those things. And that's the overthinking brain, the stress responses. Um, and then when that brain part is thinking about, I've got to be breathing here and doing this, the rest of the body's got this ability to let go. And that's why you feel all these things. And while you're doing that and your body's letting go, these lovely things like thoughts and memories and images can come and go. And then that can sometimes bring feelings and sensations like emotions come up. And as you're breathing through each of these these things that are arriving, your body's just letting go and letting go of tension. And you're really seeing yourself possibly for the first time in a long, long time. Um, and I think the breathing sessions that we do there are, are guided, you're really safe. Um, and healing, this is when all the healing starts, when we're changing our body's response to pain and stress and life, we're kind of waking up, we're waking up to the breath. So that's the deep end of what we've done together, Kylie, and a, and a few people have cut, yeah, I breathe these things with people all the time. But you don't have to breathe that way um, every day. You know, you can breathe when you wake up, you can breathe in the shower, you can breathe for the moment. We'll talk about that a little bit later, I'm sure. But you don't have to breathe in this big, deep way to get a calm response to your body. Yeah. And I know that, like, for me, I attended that first class with you on a whim completely. Yes. My girl, our, our mutual friend, Sarah, had invited <laughs> me and I'd said, oh, maybe, maybe not. And then mm. that evening, it was one of the first times I had been comfortable kind of being alone at home because obviously with going through a, mm. um, a marriage breakdown and whatnot. And I remember I had just gotten into the bath and Sarah sent me a text message saying, you know, that, that woman, women's circles on tonight. And I kind of thought, <laughs> Oh, I, to be honest, I can't be fucked. Like I just, yeah, I can't totally. be bothered. You know, I've just gotten comfortable with being at home on my own. And I thought to myself, okay, I'll message my other girlfriend. And if she's keen, 
that's a sign from the universe <laughs> that I'm meant to go. These funny little wages I make with myself. And so I, sent, I sent her a message. I sent Kelly a message and I said, hey, there's this on. And she was like, yep, cool. Pick me up on the way. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm going. <laughs> so it was completely on a whim. And I guess that allowed me to not really develop a big expectation yes. on what it would be like. So Sarah let me know, okay, you need to bring a couple of things that she rattled off. And I thought, oh, okay, based off the things that she suggested I bring along, I thought it would be a relaxing experience. <laughs> and <laughs> little did I know. Look, I'm sure that there, there are relaxing components, absolutely. Totally. Yeah. But I guess what are some common questions or fears that people might mm. have before they attend a breathing circle, if they have more time than I did to kind of overanalyze what they're walking into. It's a really interesting thing, even just listening to your journey, thinking about coming to that that event. I think, honestly, that as soon as I say to people, what, if people say, what do you do? And I say, I'm a breath coach. And they say, oh, yeah, not for me. <laughs> Straight away. And I think it's that thing of people fear their own breath. It's a really interesting thing. It comes from from childhood and from birth usually um people are frightened about what might be uncovered you know I Mm. I totally felt that myself when I even though my fascination was really real for breathing I always felt bit oh gosh if I lay down and do this work what might come out for me you know am I ready to like unleash the the can of worms um but the regular thing that I I hear and people say to me is look am I going to lose control of my emotions? Am I going to look foolish? Um, And my answer to that always is, look, no one is judging you. Everyone's just worried about themselves at that moment and trying to sort of stay calm. Um, And also the group, and as you'd have experienced, the group that I hold, everybody is very connected in that moment when we all lock down to do the breathing. And you feel very safe to just let go. And I really want you to be able to feel comfortable to just have a big cry or have a big laugh or whatever comes up for you. But I think for most people, even the thought of breathing makes them anxious. They fear it. Um, And often people come and I don't, and and they come with a friend and they're super resistant and they lay there and they feel cross with me for even putting them into a workout, which it kind of feels like at the beginning. It's a, you know, a workout for the lungs, which then leads into this blissful state. Um, And I think the resistance to doing the breath work can feel quite challenging when you're in there. But if you just let yourself go, that gets, it can be a really, well, it's usually a beautiful experience. But I think also, and I see this with lots of things, is that people are not willing to do the work. Everybody wants an easy fix, you know, the Band-Aid. They, mm. they know that when they, they know that this work is deep. So when you sign up for it and you lay there, you're like, oh, crap, this is going to be really big. And everybody's worried about how big their problem is. But once you go under the, the spell of the breath, you realize that actually it's quite clear it's something that might not even be your own stuff you know but usually it's that feeling of avoidance not wanting to do the work feeling out of control and we're all in this headspace of got to keep control got to keep a lid on this you know I don't really want to be shown I don't want to be seen to be out of control because I might be judged but as I always say in all the work that I do is that really the biggest judge is actually yourself because we're all in it. We're all trying to do the work. But if we were really truthful with ourselves, it's just, you know, letting go is a really hard thing to ask someone to do. 
Um, it is. And, and I, sorry, um, I was just going to add no. that, you know, in this day and age, and this is absolutely true for me, is it is so easy to fill every waking moment. Yes. And so then it's going into that class and it's that moment, I guess, that vulnerability of going, oh, fuck, I have nowhere to run with this. I, <laughs> yes. have, to fa- I have to face it coming <laughs> to the surface because at home, Nicola, you know, if I feel a bit uncomfortable, of course, there are times when I have that awareness and I can surrender mm-hmm. to that and I can do the work. But then sometimes when I'm feeling a bit uncomfortable, I'll pop a podcast on so I don't have to listen to my thoughts. Yes. Or there's always something to do, you know, there's mm. the washing, there's the groceries, mm. there's 20 million things you can do. So it's actually committing to going into that class mm. because is it was it like 90 minutes each? Oh, look, the whole, I mean, I don't always like to tell people when they're going into the bath how long it's going to be because then everyone goes, <laughs> oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to breathe that long. But the whole the whole thing is about an, an hour and a half to two hours, the whole experience, because, you know, I take you into this beautiful grounding breath experience at the beginning where you really learn to just go, oh, I actually feel really relaxed in this breath. It's kind of like easing you into the idea of doing deeper work. Um, and then, you know, we do a bit of journaling and I ask you some questions that might help you to sort of get your headset to just go into a nice deep little dive of yourself. Um, and then when and you, you do the... Go on, sorry. Oh no, no, you're right, you go. Well, you know, it's just that thing of once you uncover what it might be that you, you're actually trying to work with at the moment, then when you lay down to the breathing it's kind of a, a, a sort of unconscious thing that you've just done this down into paper and now you're ready to let go of it. So it's it's a really beautiful experience as well as can be quite daunting. And then you come out of it and, you know, for me, when I sit there and I'm holding space for you all in that, in that moment, you know, it's a very privileged experience to be there and, you know, watch you all being able to let go of this thing and Often I'll see women, it's a beautiful thing in the middle of the breath where you're, I've been like, you know, breathing you through with, with, with a certain workout as such at the beginning. And then there's a moment where your body lets go and your body is breathing you without you realizing you're breathing your body. And that's when this little magic arrives in that moment where, you know, all the emotions I see, you know, all the emotions arriving and then even in that deep state, there's so many of us that have packed things down so far that you're trying to control the emotion that you're feeling. But then when you let it go and they sit up and they're like, oh, my God, it feels so good just to see that and let go of it. It actually is nothing as big as I thought. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's and beautiful. It's funny, it's funny that you mentioned you don't typically tell people how long the process will be. <laughs> Because two things came into my mind when you mentioned that. And one is it doesn't feel like that once you're in there. It goes so fast. But the second thing is how many hours a week, a day, a month, a year do we spend working on things outside of ourselves? (laughs) So not just our career, but our home, our children, our pets. You know, I would spend more than two hours a week walking my dog. (laughs) Totally. And I love her, but, you know, if you got you're giving out so much energy and time to everyone else in your life that really if you feel a bit sticky and a bit of resistance surrounding committing 90 minutes or two hours to yourself it, that needs to be a bit of a perspective shift of recalibrating <laughs> what's totally. realistic in terms of doing the work um and now I mentioned 
that I thought going into it, it could be relaxing for me. <laughs> um, little did I know. And as you mentioned, trauma, it brought up yes. so much trauma mm. for me. Mm. And so you've explained a little bit of why that happens and how it comes to the surface because we're, we're allowing it to come to the surface. And the mm. big takeaway that I had was when I was absolutely crying my heart out and feeling yeah. all of the feels yeah. of those mm. emotions overwhelming me, you came past me and you just said to me, it's beautiful and it's part of you and you need, like, mm. it's okay. Mm. And that was like, oh, yeah, okay, I don't have to resist this anymore. Like I can feel that and it just mm. opened up a massive space in me for going, oh, I don't, I don't need to push this down with anything because it is beautiful and it is part of my mm. journey. And so that was massive for me. Mm. But out of curiosity, is it draining for you having to hold that space and coach people through that? Or as you mentioned, you touched on saying it's a real privilege. Oh, you know, even listening to you now, I always, um, I'm a huge empath, always have been. And often when I'm in that circle, the tears will flow for me watching people go through the hard work to let go of all these things that we all carry with us. And I've, I've been very, um, you know, lucky in my life with the therapy work that I've been working with practitioners who are have shown me a way to ground myself so that I never take on anyone else's stuff and take it home with me. Um, and so I'm able to run these, these circles and hold space for you all without holding it and taking it on myself. So yeah, it, it doesn't ever feel hard for me. Um, I do have the tears because the empathy is there and watching the hard work happening and the releasing happening and I think for me afterwards, when you come out and then watching maybe girlfriends who have come together, really seeing each other in a different way, like holding each other, loving each other and really seeing each other in a different eye, eye space and a different light. Um, that's when I feel that, that, you know, oh, gosh, I could have a big cry, you know, um, mm. because it's that feeling of total safety, really holding trust in each other in the process of letting go. Acceptance, just pure acceptance. That's definitely what I felt because for me I had one girlfriend on one side and one on the other side Mm. and I knew that they could, they could obviously, they were aware of how, how I guess cathartic and also how emotional the experience was for me. Mm. And I could feel that at times they wanted to reach in and fix it for me, Mm. but them holding their own space and just being next to me while I did the work for myself when we came out of it I was like oh like it was so (laughs) nice you know I got the biggest hugs from them and it was it was just going they've seen me they've seen my insides like my rawest my most vulnerable ugliest side that I Mm. pushed down and here they are holding that space and loving me through it so I can imagine for you as a facilitator getting to witness that Mm. that would just be so powerful well, and I think it's the healing begins right there when you accept that process and you, you're undoing all the stuff, you know, and you're, you're arriving to that place where you want to let go and you can feel it wants to go. But really, ultimately, allowing yourself to be that vulnerable is brave, but it's also really uplifting and euphoric. And often you'll see this whole loop within that, that whole space where people come in, they're all kind of 
getting ready for a sleepover, <laughs> which it feels like. <laughs> it does. And, and then they come out and everyone's looking at each other going, holy fuck, what just happened to me? Like, you know, someone's just cracked me open. And I feel, I mean, for myself, I remember just coming out of it going, everybody needs to do this. <laughs> and yes. I wanted to just like scream out from the tops of the hills, like, come and breathe. <laughs> because I could feel this ability to let go of all my family trauma and past relationships and all these things, they just, it just came crystal clear that it's just, if I let go, I don't have to hold on to this stuff anymore. I can just get rid of all these layers and start feeling more calm and more present in my life right now. So it's beautiful. Absolutely. And that's how I felt as well. And that was one of the things I had written in my journal when Mm. I kind of came out of it. It was this would just be the best gift you could give anyone that you care about. (laughs) Like it really would be. And, you know, in saying that, I know that even if you were to gift it to someone you care about, there's no guarantee of what kind of experience will happen for each individual. And there's no right or wrong experience. But how do you ask women to prepare for whatever might come up in the lead up? And then also, How do you suggest women look after themselves after the class or after Mm. they breathe? Mm. I think if I, I mean, obviously, if you're listening today, don't be frightened to come just because we're talking about all the crazy hard work it is. I kind of don't really say too much about what's coming other than, you know, all the symptoms that we've all got as people, as women, this overwhelm, disconnect, everybody sees those words and they're like, yeah, I need to get rid of that. So that's the reason that people show up. And the preparation for that is bring your pillows, bring all your comforts from home. Let's get ready for, you know, this idea of, of, you know, anchoring down, getting relaxed. But the other thing to prepare is that I don't like people to come with a big full tummy because, you know, you you stop your body. Your body's really good at stopping you from breathing, the avoidance tactics when you're in there. So coming with all the comforts make you feel relaxed and then not with a full tummy makes your body be ready for what's coming. Um, but I don't plant too many seeds for what what that might look like just because I don't want you to arrive feeling anxious and you didn't know what was coming so you didn't arrive with too many expectations and I kind of set the scene that was best yeah I do agree and I think that when you arrive with me um and I develop my circles I sit into the the arrival of everybody and decide what I'm going to do as I as everyone comes and I think that's just come with time um but I might you know get you to interact with each other so that you can feel who's in the room and you know drop all the judgments because we do that without realizing and then just be there so post breathing like we were saying a minute ago you come up and you feel like really just out of it for a little while and there's no rush and and I think it's I love the word I I read it on a um a beautiful guy that I've um that's just passed away that came from the, the the very beginnings of birth rebirthing breathing work is that we've released this emotional pollution. And I love that because it really is that, this fogginess in our head and and life stuff. And then you're really feeling like you. So then you'll step out of the circle, you go home, but I never want you to feel alone. So I'll always reach out to you for days after the breath um, to help you whatever journey unfolds for you. And I also try to get you very grounded before you go home so that you're not walking out feeling like what the fuck has happened to me I feel completely out of it now but knowing and understanding that I tell you that you may well feel like you need to go home and have a big ugly cry in the shower or in the bath or in your pillow and that's okay as well because 
you know, this breathing then stays with you to let you keep unfolding as the days go on after the breath. And often it's kind of giving you the ability to go straight into a detox process as well. So the breathing alkalines the body so that it's a great way to change habits that you may have had before, like comfort eating, you know, binge watching, you know, Netflix, drinking too much alcohol to it's then. kind of a chance to reset, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it yeah. is. And I and, felt um, that. Yeah, you, so you did. I, I remember on so many levels, not just with habits and emotions, but also I had gone through a period of not having my actual period come on time, which is very mm-hmm. strange for me because it had always been bang on 28 days. And in the lead up to coming to that class, I think I'd gone nearly like 60 days or something like that without it. And the very next day I woke up and it, and it had come. <laughs> and, you know, I've also interviewed a wonderful um, lady on the podcast called Nicole Jardim and she specializes in helping, helping women get their periods back. And one mm. thing she said was when you're in a state of stress, you're telling your body that it's not safe. Totally. For your period to come and so I just remember the next morning just like laughing to myself when I woke up and I had my period going, oh, okay here we are so that's amazing. right totally so you go from being in that fight and flight process when you arrive usually most people are in it to be honest these days and then you come out and you feel like this real oh I feel very open very raw and it does feel like that and then this is the chance to make new patterns new habits so you know, just expect the flow of tears. And then I've had women that have texted me going, I haven't had this much energy in a really long time. I can't believe that happened from one breath experience. Um, Then I've had others who are like me where I just needed to go home and cry, like really big crying, journaling like I've never journaled before. It's, um, it comes, I always say that breathing brings out your truth. You see yourself, then you've never seen yourself before. And it gives you the opportunity to go, all right, let's start new patterns. Let's start thinking about how I'm going to move forward. Um, I just remember feeling euphoric. I felt calmer than I've ever felt, as well as crying at the same time. So it was quite a process. And it's always a process for everybody that comes, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. Mm. And... I know that you do physical classes, obviously, here on the Gold Coast, which is wonderful for people who are listening locally. Mm. But you also offer your skills via online consultation. Is that right? Yes, I do. So because I work, and also lots lots of people, because Breathwork's still quite young in Australia. It's getting there now, but it's still young. And I think people are starting to hear about it. And then they're searching for practitioners. And And often I just say to them, well, if you feel like it, we could do this um, via Zoom and you can lay down and I'll work you through the breath work. Um, And that can be beautiful. I do. um, I've been working with some couples who are interstate who have been having some challenges in their marriage and they wanted to really connect again. And, And we've been I've been doing some amazing work with these people who are really wanting to see each other, honoring each other and wanting to reconnect, but just don't know how to do it. Um, and that can be done on Zoom as well. So there's so many things. Like I breathed a beautiful lady who birthed her baby in the Blue Mountains last year. And we breathed for the whole time together on, on Zoom. And it was pretty 
amazing like to watch the breath just taking her into you know the moment of meeting her baby yeah yeah so special and that's when technology is just so powerful like to think that you can just connect with people all over the country (laughs) and help them through it so it's very exciting yeah um now look a full class it's full of benefits, but how can we bring some of the same principles into everyday life? Totally. And um, I, I love this because obviously we're not going to do this deep dive every day unless you're really needing to shift something huge. And even then it's, it's really, if you want to become a practitioner that you do that. Um, but the breathing for every day, I, this is something that I really do with all of my family here. So my children, we breathe every night together. We just do three in, three out. They lay little teddy bears on their on their tummies. We breathe. We listen to some lovely relaxing music. So you can, if you've got children, you can do that. And that's a beautiful tool to give them as little people so that they learn how to calm themselves with using breath. Um, and the other thing that you can do is sigh. Uh, we sigh everywhere in our house. I'm sure people think, what's wrong? Like, ah, like this lovely sighing. I sigh when I notice myself feeling tense or just want to sigh because I feel something's really lovely, you know, sighing any, any, any possibility I can. Um, if you get to traffic lights, use your breathing then, you know, breathing in through the nose, out through the nose, growing taller in your seat just till the, red, the lights change to green. And you'll notice yourself being a bit more present while you're driving. Um, And then the other really special one is breathing for interactions. You know, when you talk to somebody or say you're you're talking to someone on the phone and your children are crazy, being, you know, causing a bit of havoc because you're not with them. And then you might have a, you know, uncomfortable situation on the phone where you're like, gosh, I want these children to be quiet so that I can actually hear this person. And I've done this, put the phone down and go, oh, you know that wasn't very good. You know, I'm not really happy about that. You need to behave yourself while I'm on the phone. And then you realize that actually I just need to breathe and then finish that conversation and then just sit with them and just talk to them calmly. So I use my breathing between interactions when it was a bit stressful situation, but I also breathe before I jump in to be reactive with my kids or reactive to situations that come up every day. Um, and Also, the other thing that is really good and valuable is if you notice or hear something that makes you feel uncomfortable, before you um, react, just breathe first and decide whether or not that is for you, whether you're jumping into a situation that isn't even about you, but you start to talk or you start to react to it. So breathe first and then decide whether you're going to enter into that conversation or not. And it will calm you down so that you're in a different headspace as you're going into it. Um, You know, breathe before arguing back, um, breathe before making any business decisions or any decisions that are quite big. And it really gives you the chance to alter your brain space so that you can, you know, be intentional, be purposeful. Um, yeah, it's just and, creating that that little bit of that little bit of space, isn't it? Yeah. To just sort of center yourself and go, okay, do I want to react from that reactive place, or do I want mm-hmm. to actually come from a place that aligns with my values and how I want to carry myself? Totally. Just creating that little pause. Mm. And I think just you know how when um, we've I've done it a couple of times with you today, which is you know, we kind of get so excited about the conversation that we get focused on thinking about what we're going to say rather than listening at that very moment. So 
often and I I've got better but I used to be terrible for jumping in really fast to finish people's sentences because I'm so excited about speaking to that person (laughs) and I think as mum sometimes you know you might really be excited about actually being with another adult that you start to (laughs) over talk (laughs) so often I'll listen and breathe as I'm listening so I'm really understanding what they're trying to say to me and then I'm not jumping ahead of myself into the next part of the conversation because I'm so excited about what I want to say um, and it helps me have more meaningful conversations as well so I don't know if that helps um, you know whoever's listening to really like try it have a play with it and you know yawning as well yawning is another way of breathing so don't ever suppress a yawn it's a very powerful way of giving you energy just breathe and yawn and then enjoy the yawn. It's the closest thing to your body as an orgasm. <laughs> so enjoy yawning. We get told to put your hand on your mouth. More. <laughs> yawn and yawn. <laughs> Funny. And, it's, and you also mentioned sighing as well. And oh. sighing is something that I have done for years just out of, it's just, I guess, a habit for me and I can remember when I brought on my first staff member Georgia she mm. would just look at me and be like what's wrong because <laughs> like, I'd be sat at the computer and then all of a sudden I'd go ah. and she'd say oh like, what's wrong oh nothing like I've just been sat for so long and just needed to sigh and the only <laughs> other person that I've heard mention this was in an interview that I listened to with Gwyneth Paltrow and oh, she yeah. was saying she just walks around sighing all the time yeah. and I thought oh yes that's why she's my spirit animal it's yes. so important I so, think so, so. Important. yeah and, and if, now if people say to you oh what's wrong and you just say I'm just saying it's okay I'm relaxing and then they'll realize why <laughs> yeah yeah that's it I think it's just that we're also caught up in holding our tension in our shoulders yes when we actually see and hear someone audibly go oh, and let that go it's kind of like something must be wrong or something's happening <laughs> but the more you practice it the better for yes. sure and now speaking of things to practice One of the Mm. last questions I would love to ask you, Nicola, is about fun. Mm. And fun is something that's been on my mind a lot lately because I Mm. feel as though women, we have lost touch with fun. When I ask women what they do for fun, it's often very hard for them to come up with a response. But when I ask men what they do for fun, they've got (laughs) all the answers. (laughs) So I would love to know from you, what do you do for fun and how often do you get to do it? Oh, this is perfect for me this year. My husband said to me last year and my children, yeah, mom's not that much fun. Dad's a fun one. And I thought, (laughs) oh, really triggered me. And then I realized that actually being a mom, you're doing all the fundamental stuff at home, but you actually do lose that ability just to let go and, you know, just be. I remember before I had kids, I was an avid horse rider. I used to ride motorbikes. I'd be like the daredevil. And then as soon as I had children, I was like, oh, yes, no, better, better pipe down. Can't do all those things anymore. Yeah, um, gotta be a mum. I know. So this year I've given myself permission to have more fun. So it was totally on my radar too. Um, and for me, it can be as simple as finding the joy in all the moments, you know, all the little moments, just trying to find you know, the softness to all the things. And that brings me lots of fun and joyous moments. Laughing at myself, I've really started to try and do that because sometimes I can take myself a little bit seriously, especially when I'm with my kids. So I'm trying to laugh at myself a little bit more in situations rather than being serious. 
Um, and we've got this really beautiful thing that me and the girls do every morning, my kids, is that we dance. We dance before we go to school. We dance and we, you know, pretend that we've got, you know, microphones and we sing. And we kind of do that regardless of what's happening. Every day we have a song that we choose. Um, and that's playful. But also the other thing is this year I'm surrounding myself with people that I can feel playful with. You know, you've always got your friends in groups that you know are, you know, the people that you go to for very you know, good, heavy, deep conversations. But then having those friends that you can go, do you know what, I'm going to go and play. I'm going to goof around today with this person. We're going to go and do something really playful. Um, I'm very lucky. My husband is the biggest kid. So he allows that for me. We goof around a lot. So it's funny at home. <laughs> um, but my children have re-inspired my love for arts and crafts. And I actually love that, really submerging myself into beading and making jewellery and doing arts and crafts. And so I guess, yeah, just being on the beach and being in the ocean is just beautiful. We spend all day on the beach if we can. Yeah. And it's one of those things, isn't it, when you just bring it into your awareness, you mm. can find moments of fun. But if you're not aware of it, it's so easy to just go on autopilot. And like mm. you said, it can be as simple as popping on one song, moving <laughs> your energy, doing some silly dance moves, and it just shifts. Yes. And my my little boys and I, we used to always always have little dance parties to Disney music but yeah. now they're very cool because they're in grade one and <laughs> they're not about the Disney playlist anymore so no. whilst they won't actually have a little dance with me what they will have is a Pokemon battle so oh, we put yeah. on music and they think we're battling and I think we're dancing so <laughs> you know it's sometimes you've just got to compromise Yes. Um, and find fun in whatever way you can so thank you very much for sharing that <laughs> and also the tip about surrounding yourself with light people so important you know mm -hmm. it's it's really nice to have those friends in your life that hold the space for the heavy stuff and yes. you might even have friends in your life that you go to because you know that they're going to have a wind and you're going to have a wind mm. and you know mm. you'll get that cathartic spew out and then move on but bringing people into your life or noticing the people in your life that do have that ability to be a bit lighter mm. really can change things because that old saying that, you know, you are the average of the five people you spend yes. the most time with, is so yes. true. Very. And if you're lucky enough to have kids, absorb their fun. Mm. Yes. So powerful. 100%. Now, lastly, I have a handful of rapid fire questions just so that it. our community to, can get to know you a little bit more and we can end on a nice light note. So, Nicola, hit me with your very first response to the following. What is your go-to cafe order? Oh, drink would be almond chai latte and it would be like a vegan salad or avo on toast or something like that. Yum. Now, second question, sweet or savoury? Oh, savoury. How would you describe your personal style or your daily uniform? Oh, I like um, like small dainty flowers like small patterns I love dresses dresses are my thing yeah I love that now what is your worst habit <laughs> overthinking <laughs> touche <laughs> uh, what is your best habit oh calmness complete calm yeah love that and what are some of your favorite words to live by or perhaps a favorite quote that you might have Oh, I, I, I've got a few. I think for me is, um, you know, taking control, 
believing in myself, you know, looking at my vision board every day and just saying, I've got this. Every every era of my life, I've got this. Yeah. So good. Do you have a favourite book that you recommend to those you love? Oh, I am actually reading a beautiful book at the moment called Soul Mode by Carly Mari. And it's about a woman having four personalities to herself. I suggest heavily reading that. I'm really in the midst of that at the moment. I love Soul Mode. It's a really good book. And Bernie Brown. They're my two, my two go-tos. Bernie Brown, I've been reading for years. I love her work. Mm. yeah she's amazing and her TED talk obviously has oh. so much traction and yeah she has a podcast coming out soon too Ooh. which I'm very excited to listen Me to too. and also what keeps you aligned mm. oh breathing 100% I know that I goes without saying <laughs> oh. the buzzer girlfriend <laughs> um, movement <sighs> um moving doing doing work for myself doing moving my body every day mm and journaling actually love my journaling yeah it's really insightful isn't it once you do get into the habit of journaling mm, yeah. You know, yeah it's big now where can our community connect with you where should they find you ultimately going onto my website which is www.nicolalay.com and um, instagram i'm getting better at doing my posts now so it'll get a bit more value as moving into this year and I have a beautiful free meditation that everyone can get from going onto my website, which is giving you five in, five out, which is the calming breath. And exciting new projects coming up the loop this year for online programs to help women who are just like us um, to discover themselves. So, yeah, lots of good things coming up this year. Brilliant. I'll be sure that we pop your website and also your Instagram handle into the show notes so that our community can easily find you and connect with you Mm -hmm. and as we mentioned if they are local to the Gold Coast come along to a class and if they're not local reach out and book an online one because it will be one of the best gifts you Mm. can give yourself yes definitely oh thank you so much for sharing yourself with us today Oh, it's been beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And yeah, and thank you to all those that are listening and yeah, reach in and do some breathing. <laughs> Love it. Thanks, Nicola. Thank you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.